The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by U.S. Bank, the power of possible. Learn more at usbank.com newsroom. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Tuesday, October 16th. In today's news, President Trump suggests rogue killers may have been behind Jamal Khashoggi's murder. Jim Mattis has enacted very few large-scale changes that will outlast his tenure as defense secretary. And a federal judge not only dismisses Stormy Daniels' defamation lawsuit against the president, but orders her to pay Trump's legal bills. First, though, the big idea. If you made a list five years ago of national Democratic surrogates that a candidate in a purple state like Wisconsin would want to campaign with, Kathleen Sebelius would not be on it. Sebelius was the architect of the Affordable Care Act, also known as Obamacare. And she took much of the blame during the botched rollout of healthcare.gov back in 2013. She was the avatar and the scapegoat for all the law's problems. On Monday, though, the Democrat running against Republican Governor Scott Walker welcomed her here with open arms. Sebelius stumped in Milwaukee and then Madison. She ripped Walker for not expanding Medicaid under the law and warned that a lawsuit he's a party to could strip people here of coverage for pre-existing conditions. I don't know anybody who would say the federal government wants to give you a billion dollars and a CEO of the state. I'm just going to say no. Playing politics with people's lives. Let me make that clear. Sebelius's appearance underscored just how much the politics of Obamacare have changed. She reminded volunteers at a campaign office about how Sarah Palin used to say that she would be the one overseeing the death panels, choosing who lived and who died. But politics is a funny thing, and fortunes can change. When President Obama signed the Affordable Care Act in 2010, we knew there would be a problem between the time the law was signed and the time that the full benefits started to roll, which was January 2014. So there were almost four years. And those four years were pretty deadly. Indeed, Republicans did use the law as a cudgel against Democrats for several election cycles, winning seats because of it in 2010, 2012, 2014, and even in 2016. But once the GOP got power in Washington and moved to actually scale back the law last year, the numbers moved and certain elements of Obamacare became very popular, even to people who hate Obama and still say they hate the law. What we have right now are millions of people. There are about 22 million Americans who have health coverage, some of them through Medicaid expansion, some of them through um, the marketplaces, who now say, wait a minute, you're not going to take my insurance away. You're talking about me or my child or my aunt or your brother. or um, So everybody now has a very personal connection to the benefits that are in place. For the former cabinet secretary, being invited to campaign in a place like Wisconsin feels like sweet vindication. She's also planning to go campaign for the Democratic candidates for governor in Kansas, Ohio, and possibly Michigan. It is nice to know that health care is now probably the top issue in the 2018 election, and people finally understand that This is an important, it's a right that people have access to health care in this country, and and they don't want that to go away. Democrats are playing offense across the country and using Obamacare against Republicans. 
Wisconsin is perhaps ground zero since it's a state President Trump narrowly carried in 2016, the first Republican to do so since Ronald Reagan. Walker, one of the rivals Trump vanquished on his path to the GOP nomination, has proven himself a political survivor, and he's championed the repeal of Obamacare for years. Now it's become a liability. In an interview on Monday afternoon, the governor blasted Sebelius and emphasized that he's still against Obamacare. Obamacare is a huge mess. It's, it's a wreck. But Walker says it's hogwash to say he doesn't want pre-existing conditions covered. He said you can be against the law overall, but still like and want to keep certain parts of it. We will uh, always cover pre-existing conditions in the state as long as I'm governor. And to have uh, the person who repeated the Obama administration's lie of the year, which was that if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor, it's only fitting that they bring her in to, to lie about our record as well. On the campaign trail, he emphasizes that he has relatives who are personally affected. My wife is a type 1 diabetic. Uh, my mother was a survivor of breast cancer. My brother has a heart condition. Like a lot of families in Wisconsin, that's personal to me. Walker says Democrats would be attacking him no matter what the truth was. And he promises that if the lawsuit succeeds, he will call a special session and prod the legislature to come up with a solution immediately. And uh, But for us, it's... Uh, we believe we're better off making those decisions at the state level. That's what the lawsuit allows us to do if we're successful. Every credible observer knows any action by the courts or the Congress isn't going to happen until next year. So we'd have plenty of time, not only on pre-existing conditions, but anything else uh, to set up the kind of plan we want to have in Wisconsin. This is just a huge excuse for them uh, to make a false claim. With three weeks until the election, polls show the race between Walker and Democrat Tony Evers remains neck and neck. Whether Walker is able to persuade people that he wants to protect their health care could make the difference. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, Turkish investigators were finally permitted to search Saudi Arabia's consulate in Istanbul on Monday, almost two weeks after journalist Jamal Khashoggi vanished there. But hours before the Turkish forensic team arrived, journalists spotted a cleaning crew entering the consulate with buckets, mops, and what appeared to be bottles of cleaning solution. Turkish investigators who then entered the consulate to inspect the site of Khashoggi's purported murder said they smelled chemicals. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo arrived in Saudi Arabia a few hours ago to discuss the case with Saudi ruler King Salman. Trump told reporters yesterday that he personally spoke with Salman for about 20 minutes, and the king firmly denied involvement in Khashoggi's disappearance. Trump told reporters, quote, It sounded to me like maybe these could have been rogue killers. It's not clear if rogue killers was the president's own speculation, a theory he heard from the king, or an intended confirmation that Khashoggi was killed inside the consulate. Meanwhile, two more Washington lobbying firms dropped the Saudis as a client based on Khashoggi's disappearance. Number two, Defense Secretary Jim Mattis has struggled to leave a lasting mark on the Pentagon because Trump has thrown him so many curveballs. Mattis, who may not last long beyond the midterms, began his tenure as Defense Secretary by attempting to reshape the U.S. military in a truly transformative way. He hoped to create a force that would waste less money, deepen global alliances, and evolve strategies to counter rising foreign adversaries. But Trump's whims on everything from banning transgender troops without giving him a heads up, to announcing a space force without running it by him first, to unprovoked criticism of allies like Montenegro, have all made it harder to be effective at the job. 
Mattis has had to spend more time hand-holding allies and soothing their fears about whether they can still count on the U.S. security guarantee. And that's meant he's had less time and capital to focus on advancing his own long-term agenda. Mattis has not initiated the cancellation or introduction of any marquee weapons program or systems, as he said he wanted to do last year. His plan to build a more lethal force remains in the early stages. And with few exceptions, his effort to drive efficiency across the Pentagon has stalled. Most critically, the difficult, in-the-trenches work of rewiring a giant bureaucracy to focus on countering Moscow and Beijing largely is still on paper. Number three, a federal judge in Los Angeles dismissed adult film actress Stormy Daniels' defamation lawsuit against Trump. Daniels claimed that Trump defamed her when he suggested that she lied about being threatened to keep quiet about their alleged relationship. But federal judge James Otero ruled that Trump's speech was protected by the First Amendment. He ordered Daniels to pay Trump's legal fees. This ruling is a blow for Daniels and her lawyer, Michael Avenatti, who's raised a national profile from his legal battles and is contemplating a presidential bid in 2020. But Avenatti keeps doing things that are unhelpful to the Democratic Party he claims he wants to help. And that's The Daily 202 for Tuesday, October 16th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Holman. I'll talk to you tomorrow.